In a game that could only go wrong for Syracuse, they found a way to make almost everything go right. The Orange route Colgate 65-0 in an utterly dominant performance to open up the 2023 campaign in the Dome. Today we talk what worked. A few things that still need some work, and then we take a look out to Twitter to see what you thought about Syracuse's season opener. It's your Lockdown Syracuse Monday. It's our first game recap of the season. Let's get the ball rolling. Let's have some fun as we start some Syracuse football 1-0 coverage. You are Locked on Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? What's happening? Welcome into your Lockdown Syracuse Monday episode. It's your boy OV talking about a 1-0 and Syracuse football team, 65-0, and and thank you, or 65-0 to make Syracuse 1-0. and Thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official Sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. We're talking a Syracuse routing of the Colgate Red Raiders. Syracuse, as some people have been saying, get some revenge on Colgate for the last two seasons of basketball. Hopefully, they get some basketball revenge. But for now, will take the football revenge in an absolutely dominant performance. And what a fun day it was. I mean, an absolutely beautiful day on Saturday to get there early, hang out, tailgate, do your thing, have some fun leading up to the game. We got there really early. I think I was there around 11, 1130, uh, hung out, had some fun, had some grilled cheese, uh, an unbelievable grilled cheese from Zilly's Bites over at the tailgate, making some food. Had a burger. She made me a cheese bur- or uh, a grilled cheese with tomato, pesto, bacon. Unbelievable. Uh, over on Instagram at Zilly's Bites, if you want to check that out. But a lot of fun getting ready, doing some spontaneous stuff, right? Having a drink, having some fun, playing some games, being ready for this game to get into the flow of Syracuse football. It was awesome to see everybody out, students out and about. I saw a bunch of people. Uh, at Castle before the game, after the game, having some fun, just really something that signifies the fall is here or on the brink of fall. Summer's coming to a close, but that doesn't mean the fun stops, right? Syracuse football is here, football season around the corner, and an unbelievable game for Syracuse to start things out. 65-0. Syracuse with a rough first drive that resulted in a punt. After that, you didn't see the punter Again, it was fun. Syracuse getting some action. And as much as you want to see Jack Stonehouse, because we like Jack Stonehouse, in a game against Colgate, an FCS squad that for what it's worth means practically nothing in terms of playing and beating them, you want to see as little of Jack Stonehouse and Brady Denenberg as possible, right? You don't want to see your punter. You don't want to see your kicker outside of PATs. And that is what Syracuse was able to do. One punt, one field goal, and a lot of fun. 
a lot of action, a lot of things did happen. So let's start today by talking about what worked, what stood out, what I'm excited about, things of that nature. But before we hit that, I, I got to lead with this, right? This is Colgate. This is an FCS team that is not even a good FCS team. It's a team that's not incredible. And we need to be aware of that. So Syracuse deserves all the credit in the world for playing this game the way it should be played, dominating from start to finish, coming out and doing what you need to do and allowing your starters to get off the field early, allowing some depth pieces, some pieces that you can see grow and that can be contributors later on this year or in the event of an injury or as their careers progress at Syracuse, getting them some in-game reps, some real reps against non-teammates. They did the job. They need all the credit there. But I do want to preface that as exciting as everything was, as quickly as I want to say so-and-so is incredible, so-and-so's flawless, so-and-so's perfect, this was a game against Colgate. So before we overreact, let's lead with that. The overreactions you can have. You can have some fun. You can be really high on somebody at this point in time. Let's wait a few games. Let's see, is it drawn out a little bit? Can they do it against Western Michigan, who is a step up? Can they do it against Purdue, who, although with a tough loss, and I might switch my prediction, I'm not going to switch my prediction every week. I gave my pregame prediction or my preseason prediction. I'll make a prediction for Syracuse as they play Purdue, but Purdue did not look good in their season opener. Uh, but that is a step up from Western Michigan. So as you progress in this opening three-game stretch from easiest in Colgate to next easiest in Western Michigan to the easiest but most difficult of your non-conference game, still an easy-ish game in this down Purdue squad that doesn't look like they're in great shape right now by any means. Can you continue to deliver in that trio of games that escalates in terms of difficulty in the non-conference late before you hit Army? At this point in time, I'll say this, Syracuse should be 4-0, going into Clemson, coming to the Dome, hosting the Tigers uh, in a little under a month. They should be 4-0. I will say that. But let's see what stood out. A handful of things. First of all, I'm going to lead with this because it is the most important thing to take away from this football game. The whole team came out healthy, we think. There was a scare for a brief second. We had a little bit of a scare with our boy Elijah Clark, a breakout guy of the year type player, an incredibly, incredibly valuable piece to Syracuse's secondary. Went down, came back in. You can exhale. It's okay, right? You've got the flashbacks to last year against Louisville where you lose two starters in game one, and it just seemed like every game somebody would fall. You get out of this game healthy. That is paramount, and that is what Syracuse did. Garrett Schrader played a very solid game. Right. There have been so many eyes on Schrader. I've been watching him very closely, questioning the arm, seeing things like that. And there were moments where you could tell, uh, especially when you talk O-line stuff, and we'll get into that. You know, this is not the as comfortable as maybe you'd want to see them together. But I thought he looked fine. I thought the elbow looked solid. It seemed like he was comfortable. He wanted to come in in the third quarter. He wasn't leaving the game on an interception. A hideous interception, let me tell you that. Let's not repeat that. Let's not see that again. But it was absolutely hideous, and it did happen. 
Uh, but overall, I thought Schrader played a solid game. It seemed like he's starting to play a smarter game of football with regards to keeping himself healthy, right? Making the right decisions, sliding when he needs to slide, getting out of bounds, and not unnecessarily dropping the shoulder and trying to push for an extra yard in a situation where you don't need it. It's a conversation you see at the NFL with a quarterback like Josh Allen, who's going to scramble, put the ball on the ground, and, and try and gain those extra yards. It's what makes him so valuable, but it's also what puts you at the greatest risk. And right, Garrett Schrader battled injury last year. There were injuries. There was instances where it seemed like he was not okay to stand up, let alone being on the field last year. I like that we're starting to see some smarter decisions from him as he scrambles out, as he gets outside the pocket to try and keep him healthy. Those are things that he is going to need to continue to do throughout this season. And I think you can pick your spots, right? There are always times where you're going to need to go for those extra yards, right? A fourth down situation, a late third down, you're trying to get to the end zone, things like that. Know the situations and know when you need to make the right decision. And it seemed like Schrader did that in this game. The wide receivers balled out in this football game. You had a lot of guys step up. And I think that's something that we've been looking for. We've been excited to see. Do we know who really is options, you know, two, three, four at this point? Not set in stone, but we've got some guys in the conversation, right? We know Aranda Gatson is option one. Six receptions for 57 yards in this game and a touchdown. Really nice touchdown. Got up. Uh, something you can see from him a lot in this one as well. Damian Alford, who we assume is wide receiver two. Three receptions for 27 yards. He did have a touchdown. Didn't do anything incredible in this game. Didn't need to, though. So let's not read too terribly into that. Isaiah Jones, three receptions for 71 yards and two scores. He looked very solid. I liked what I saw to him. Donovan Brown uh, gets the start as sort of the wide receiver three or four, if you want to consider Gadsden a wide receiver. I thought he stepped up five receptions for about 10 to 13 yards a reception. Uh, Looked pretty solid. The guy that jumps off the page, though, I know we're going to see him in the comments. You've been commenting about him all preseason. I said he would score a touchdown in this game. And he did, and he almost, almost had a second, uh, but came up just short, and, and Dino poked a little fun about him after the game. Amari Hatcher, four receptions for 105 yards, two 40-plus yard receptions, and a touchdown. He looked outstanding. He was talking about it after the game. They're playing him, man. They're pressing him a little bit, and he just has to give it to him, just has to show it to him that he can beat them in that instance. He stood out. He rose to the occasion, uh, and you know you got to talk about it a little bit. Dino Babers, uh, relatively candid uh, in this post-game press conference, talking about the big difference in Hatcher is a change in his nightlife, and he said the change in the nightlife has reflected in a change in his day life, and that is what you're seeing in terms of his progression. You're going to see a lot of them. I like what I saw, uh, and he is probably, in terms of surprises, I'll put my hand up and say. He was probably my biggest surprise in this game to see how comfortable he looked and to see what he was able to do. I want to keep the eyes on him, right? What does he do next week against a little bit of an upgrade in Western Michigan? What does he do two weeks from now in the other upgrade against Purdue heading into conference play? Let's take a quick break on the other side. We'll talk a few more things that stood out that worked well, and then maybe a few things that still need some work for Syracuse football at this point in time. It is now brought or time for your game changer 
of the week brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like, let's give him the nod here, much like Amari Hatcher, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Amari Hatcher, your game changer of the week. I'll give it to him. Stepped up, made some big plays, scored a touchdown, and brought an absolutely electric vibe into game one for Syracuse football this season. Athletic Brewing, we got to talk about them a little bit. They've completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good, full of flavor, and well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. They brew over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Golden Sours, and more, and there's no hangovers ever. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That's code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. All right. Owen Valentine here on the Lockdown Syracuse Monday episode talking about a 65-0 Syracuse football opening game victory over Colgate. The Orange looked outstanding on many fronts. So let's keep talking about the things that looked good. This is a guy right now that deserves a shout-out and probably our last shout-out for the offense at this point in time. I loved what LaQuint Allen did in this football game. It's been a rough year for LaQuint Allen, right? We talked about it in the past. Uh, you know what happened in terms of the suspension, unsuspended. His father passed uh, in the last couple of months or at the end of last year, unfortunately. It's been a difficult stretch for LaQuint Allen. To see him on that second drive break out for the big run and be the first guy to hit pay dirt for Syracuse this season, it was awesome. Absolutely amazing to see him have a game like that uh, where, where he looked comfortable and you could see what he is able to do. It's Colgate right? A running back having a good game against Colgate doesn't always mean a ton, but he rose. He did his thing. 16 attempts, 107 yards, one touchdown, averaged 6.7 yards per carry. Those are the numbers you're looking for. That's what you want to see. Let's keep the eyes on him. And I'll give one more while we're talking the running backs. I've been talking about him a little bit in preseason camp. Uh, A freshman that you can keep your eyes on, Ike Daniels. Uh, The guy that came in and got the second most carries in this game came in in the second half, uh, late in the third quarter, 11 carries for 63 yards out of Ike Daniels, averaged 5.7 a carry. Like seeing that a lot, right? You're seeing it a little bit. Jawan Price got some run as well. Uh, But Ike Daniels, in terms of the non-LaQuint Allen running backs, was the guy that stood out in this game and a guy that, you know, let's keep our eyes on at this point in time. Okay. Let's look at the defense quickly. They did their thing. A lot of fun in this game for the defense. I was really excited with the way they played. Uh, I, I thought they did everything you want them to do. Elijah Clark led the team and tied with Derek McDonald in total tackles with seven apiece. Marlo Wax started the season. How you want Marlo Wax to start the season uh, with a big time sack, huge play uh, in that, I think, initial drive for Colgate uh, broke through probably untouched and, and gets to the quarterback. Exactly what you want to see. I'm so excited for the season he's going to have outstanding in the middle there, and I cannot wait to see what happens with it. Uh, a couple of interceptions, including a pick six for the guy that I, I keep saying, right? He's my boy. He is the man that I was high on since I saw him open things up 
in terms of his first clips that you're seeing from him in preseason camp as a freshman. And that's Jeremiah Wilson with the pick six. It was a gimme, but I love to see it. 34 yards to the house. Awesome. I love to see it. Uh, it seemed like they played great. I mean, how can you be angry with anything about this defense? They allowed 106 yards in this football game. 106 yards. It's embarrassing if you're Colgate. 106 yards. Syracuse had 677. And the 65 points they scored is the most that Syracuse has scored in the Babers era. Right? Colgate only crossed the 50 once late in the fourth. Seven first downs on the game for Colgate, and one of them was handed to them by Syracuse, which brings us to some concerns, right? A lot of things, damn near everything, went well in game one for Syracuse. You won 65-0. You came in, you did the job you're supposed to do. The spread was, what, 37 27, what was it? I forget what it is off the top of my head. They did it confidently, more than comfortably, right? They delivered 65-0. couple things that I need to point out, a couple things we need to watch as we progress. This was the big one on Twitter, and we'll talk about that uh, to close out the show today. Penalty. Because in a game against Colgate, you're looking to be flawless. And the defense was flawless. There's a goose egg on the board there. There were some penalties in this football game that you need to see fixed. And Dino Babers was fired up on the sideline about the penalties in this game. And he was also pretty heated in the press conference. There was no excuse given. He was angry. And he said that it's unacceptable. And when you see it the first time, you're like, okay. But it seemed like Syracuse doubled down on a handful of their penalties, which is where the frustration typically comes from. You can make mistakes. We understand a mistake happens. It's the second time around, right? Chris Bleich, I believe, with two false starts in this game. I just talked about it. The one gripe on the defense is, and it's not even defense, it's special teams, right? Dino Babers, in that opening press conference, I'll say it a billion times, we'll have a special teams that is well coached. Two penalties on the punt return, actually three, if you include a block in the back as well. Five first half penalties. And this is your starting group, right? These are your your number ones. This is not the reserve crew. These are your number ones. And on a fourth and nine for Colgate, they're out to punt the football. You get called for an illegal formation to make it fourth and four. And then you line up over the center offsides for a first down. Back-to-back penalties on a fourth and nine to give Colgate one of their seven first downs. Unacceptable. Two false starts. Uh, There was a block in the back, right? Five of your seven penalties in the first half with your starters, with the guys that are not supposed to be making these mistakes, not new to the field type players. Needs to be worked on. Dino said it. Sometimes it's a coaching move. Sometimes it's a player move. We got to figure that out, and that needs to be fixed for next week, right? Syracuse's penalties last season were atrocious. One of the most penalized teams in college football last year. Let's not start that again, which means that you've got to be perfect right now. You've got to fix these issues immediately because you can get away with them against Colgate, right? You can get away with giving Colgate 
that's basically an extra possession. I want to point that out, right? Two penalties on a fourth and nine to give them a first down is basically an extra possession. You can't afford to do that against Clemson, against North Carolina, against Florida State, against Pitt, against Virginia Tech even. Okay, you could play Virginia, who's projected to finish last in the ACC. You can't afford to do that even against them. Let's take one more quick break. On the other side, I got one more thing that needs work. Then we look to Twitter to see what you all thought about the 65-0 Syracuse football victory. But before that, let's talk a little fan duel action. There's a promo for you and a very, very good one. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket for YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. Yep, it's easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. Owen Valentine, locked on Syracuse, 65-0, the Orange 1-0. We talked about the good. We talked one bad. Let's hit one more thing that needs some work and just needs a little bit of extra attention, and then we'll take a look at Twitter and your thoughts from over there to wrap up the episode. It's the offensive line. It has been the biggest question mark for Syracuse, I think, heading into this season. Um, right, it, it's one of those things that we continue to keep an eye on. We will continue to keep an eye on game after game after game. You've got in this game, I want to start by saying this, right? Joe Moore doesn't play. He rolled his ankle, don't want to play on a sprained ankle, don't need to force him playing on a sprained ankle in a game against Colgate. Makes sense. So, in this game, instead of Joe Moore, and for what it's worth, Kellen Ellis also not dressed for this game. Your starting offensive line is Enrique Cruz and Chris Bleich, Jean-Ray Reed, Jacob Bradford, and David Wallaba Jr. Four of those players are not starters last season. Four of those guys, not starters. Jacob Bradford started one game for Syracuse last year. Right, But that's four new starters. Chris Bleich, the lone guy that started for Syracuse this past season. They're new. They're still growing together. And this is something that was pointed out by multiple people uh, in the post-game coverage, in coverage of the offensive line. One of the, you know, maybe not as blatantly obvious implications of Schrader's injury and his pitch count and the different way they approached preseason with Schrader is that the cohesiveness of the O-line and Schrader does not have as many reps as a group, something we need to continue keeping an eye on. But Schrader got at hit a couple of times in this football game. A little bit more of a backfield presence than maybe you would have hoped. He did get sacked for a three-yard loss. He got flushed out of the pocket a handful of times. Uh, this is a team that had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tackles for loss. Not incredible against a Colgate team. You can expect a few, but right? 
everything's for different reasons, but it can go back to the O-line. I want to see this group work. You need this group to work. And they need to continue playing as a group. It'll be exciting to see what happens when you bring Joe Moore back, the difference that he might make as a guy that when you look at this Syracuse offensive line, albeit the starts are not at Syracuse, Joe Moore has the most starts in Division I football at this offensive line with 37 starts, including his time at Richmond. So let's see what happens with that. I got to keep an eye on them. They were not flawless. They weren't bad. But in the game against Colgate, the easiest game you play in this football season and in most football seasons, you maybe wanted to see a little bit more out of that unit. All right. Let's take to Twitter. And you can always join the conversation on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. Uh, comment on a tweet. Reply to a tweet. Uh, quote a tweet is a good way to let me see it. Fire off a DM. Uh, I'm pulling them up right now. I believe we had, what did we have? What did we have? Um, 15 replies to this one post game. So uh, really fun little chats over there. Let's see what people are saying. Uh, we'll give the shout out to I miss Eric Dungy to start things off. If you have not yet, she just launched a podcast. Check that out. Great stuff. Uh, I'll give you the shout. Uh, gave a listen the other day. Awesome. Fun conversations. Check it out. Uh, penalties. That's the sentiment for my Miss Eric Dungy. Penalties, we got to fix them. No question about it. Look at them, study, smart, right? It's a mental thing. A lot of the time, penalties are a mental thing. And a lot of the penalties we saw, right? False starts, block in the back. I can sometimes excuse, right? That's more of a physical one. Lining up offsides, mental things, right? Simple things that you can fix. Hone in on them, drive it now so that that's embedded and you don't have to see that as well. Uh, Vince B, lots of depth. Yeah, I liked what I saw depth-wise from this squad in terms of the wide receivers, you know, seeing Alford do his thing, Donovan Brown do his thing, Isaiah Jones, Demarcus Adams, give him a shout-out in the return game. He was electric on the punt returns for Syracuse, uh, Mari Hatcher as well. Right, The wide receiving depth looked outstanding. I love the depth I saw at running back. Uh, Jawan Price listed as the second back there, but Ike Daniels with a phenomenal game, as I said. Uh, you saw some guys, right? Jaden Gould came in when you were worried for a second about Elijah Clark. I liked it. I, I like what this squad can do. Um, you know, you're looking at a guy in Kevin Jobody who had a solid game. Um, Stephon Thompson, nice to see him back. It was fun to see what this team has depth-wise. And it, it seems like a relatively deeper squad than, than maybe we've seen recently from Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse super fan, 1-0 football. I like that. The penalties need to get cleaned up 1,000%. Outside of that, seeing all the depth, very nice, nice to see. So just repeating the sentiment so far. Uh, Chris Hughes wouldn't really take anything from it. Correct. SU has wrecked FCS teams in good and bad seasons. Purdue didn't look good, however. So another good start to the season, even if it's a mirage, is possible. I think so. Purdue looked bad. Purdue looked bad to start the season. Syracuse can very easily, and I think we can say at this point, and I did predict that Syracuse would lose to Purdue on the road in the preseason episode. I'll say that. I think you should go 4-0 at this point in time. And I don't think that's me overreacting to Syracuse's 65-0 game against an irrelevant team in Colgate. I think that's a look at what Purdue did in week one. Uh, dominant performance. This is from John Lee. 
Many mistakes and penalties. Better teams will make us pay. 1,000%. Overall, I'm excited for the season, but I hope we can sort out the lack of discipline that has been in the past the hallmark of Syracuse teams. Let's see they hone in. Give them a week, right? This is week one. This is why you schedule the non-conference slate that Syracuse has scheduled. It allows you to make some mistakes. It allows you to grow. It allows you to progress. Michael, uh, at Michael R3848 says, honestly, any positives are hard to take serious considering the competition. Yeah, you know, we're taking this for what it's worth. Everything in this episode in terms of, you know, saying what it is, I don't think it's to be taken with a complete grain of salt, right? You still came in, you still did the job, you did what you're supposed to do, but maybe you're taking it a little bit lighter until you've got a couple more games under your belt. This is the formation of ideas that we're looking to solidify as the rest of the non-conference slate progresses. Randy Horowitz, I like the passing game overall. Yeah, I thought the passing game looked great. And Carlos Del Rio Wilson looked phenomenal in this game. Came in and was just comfortable. 10 for 13, 150 yards and three touchdowns. Look out, Garrett Schrader. That's a joke, but looked outstanding. Looked absolutely outstanding in the second half. Really comfortable. Uh, and I think that's a good sign for Syracuse. Uh, standard JJ, multiple receivers getting involved. Only going to get better with Pena coming back. That's a really good point, right? In theory, Trevor Pena is your wide receiver three. And your receiver looked incredible. And your kick return and punt return looked outstanding, even without him. It's a depth thing that's going to continue to grow. Uh, and I'm excited to see that. Cole Fluker, uh, just echoing some other sentiments that other people have said. Appreciate the comments there. Uh, Acoustic Lust says, didn't look sharp offensively from the start. It was a rough first drive. All right. Rough first drive. From that point on, they looked great. Maybe they just wanted everybody to see our boy Jack Stonehouse in the punting team. And then they're like, all right, we can play after that. Who knows? But that'll do it. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the comments over on Twitter. You can always join the conversation over there. Once again, it's LO underscore Syracuse on Twitter to join those conversations. Also, fire off in the YouTube comments. If you're listening, if you like what you hear, I'd appreciate a like, a subscription, all of that fun stuff. It goes a long way, helps the show grow uh, and reach more and more people to expand on our conversations. Syracuse does what you need them to do to start the season. 65-0. Can you complain? No. Can we look at a few things and say, maybe we need a little more emphasis on this? Yes. And that's what we're talking about with the uh, O-line and with the penalties. That'll do it. Thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. You're listening to a show covering an undefeated football team. I'm going to say it as long as I can. 1-0 for the Orange. Thank you for listening. Be kind. Make somebody smile today. Do something good for somebody else. I'll be back tomorrow talking some more. Peace.